This is the Patch Kincaid series, Book One, The Kennedy Paradox. The Kennedy Paradox, Chapter Two. Walt Whitman, Rest Area, New Jersey Turnpike, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Carlos watched his men drag the little bastard O'Hanlon through the mist and around the rest area building. When the highway noise faded, the impact of Carlos's AR-15 into O'Hanlon's skull sounded like a watermelon smashing against the rest area cement. He tossed his gun onto the grass. With the handcuffed O'Hanlon collapsed to his knees, Carlos smashed his fist into his cheeks and jaw. Then he kicked his boot into O'Hanlon's ribs. The Irishman grunted with each successive blow to his body. None of this would have happened if he had given the proper response to simple questions. This coward deserved death. Carlos stood back and felt his neck veins bulge as he screamed. Tell me what I want to know. In the street lamp shadows, he pointed the rifle's thin barrel at the fallen O'Hanlon's blood-clumped brown hair. Only in his twenties, O'Hanlon possessed potential, but he had been talking to the wrong people. Fresh blood trailed down his unshaven cheeks. Now tell me, who are you talking to, man? O'Hanlon looked up slowly. More blood oozed from his mouth and his puffy, shredded cheeks gave him the look of a beaten fighter. I was forced. Forced by who? The kid could not open his swollen eyes. You think I am some novice, O'Hanlon? I was with the last dozen of Fidel's men in the Sierra Maestra during the revolution. Then I spent years in a stinking 200-year-old rat-infested cell in the castle of Havana because that son-of-a-bitch Irishman made peace with Fidel. Now you will tell me what I want to know, Mr. Irishman, and I will protect you. He spoke in a whisper. They'll kill me. No, I told you I will protect you. These devices are already on barges and are set to detonate. It will happen whether you tell me or not. You have a choice, my friend. You speak or you die. Now tell me, who do we deal with to break security in New York Harbor and get that device on Manhattan? O'Hanlon hung his head as Carlos nudged him with the weapon. Intelligence in New York. Clay Nabak, he can give the order. Carlos smiled and nodded to his men back in the van. The Irishman says Clay Nabak. You have a big mouth, you son of a bitch. He swung his pistol out of side holster and fired once into the kid's head. O'Hanlon's body flipped onto the grass. Carlos looked down at O'Hanlon's frozen green eyes. You are too trusting, my friend. Much too trusting. Just like Plantation Key, said Ian, cigarette positioned in the corner of his mouth. April 1963, yes. I did what I had to do then, and I will do what I have to do with Mr. Clay Nabak now. Carlos left O'Hanlon's motionless body sprawled across the grass. He returned to the van with the satisfaction of having forced the kid to reveal Nabak's name. The wiper swabbed in accumulating mist. At the window, he tucked his pistol in the side holster. We will call Eric and tell him. Nabak will be forced to get the device to Midtown. Nabak will do what we tell him and tell us what we need to know before Higgins' other devices are detonated. 
He opened the side door and squeezed through with his men. The exhaust spewed out as the van circled back and sped out of the rest area. Once on the highway, Carlos swigged the tequila and wiped his mouth with his sleeve. Kennedy is in New York, and he does his radio show from New York. We are heading west to Sector 13. If Kennedy is in any American city, he is a dead man. Carlos raised his knees upward and laughed. Yes, yes, you are right, Santos. Higgins said he could do it, and he has. Higgins is a genius. Our genius.